Hey everyone, how's it going? It is February 20th. Well, we just got through the second impeachment and um, they didn't convict, surprise, surprise, but they did get more senators than expected. So I guess that's something. And um, one of them senators being Ted Cruz, who got caught skipping off to Cancun while his state is freezing and basically living hell on earth for the past week. My sister lives in Austin, and she was telling me that she knew that the water was going to be shut off. So she had filled all the bathtubs with water just so they could flush their toilets. And I guess her neighbor is going to let her use um, their shower because she hasn't showered in three days. So it's pretty dire um, the past week was, but I think it's getting better. Um, but just hearing the news of all these people dying of carbon monoxide poisoning and, oh my gosh, a little 11-year-old boy had died frozen to death in his home. I mean, it's just... <sighs> You know, like my sister and I, we grew up in Alaska, so we're just a little shocked that uh, this can be happening in the lower 48 because of a, a cold snap. Um, but I guess if you're just not prepared for this kind of weather, it does mess everything up and it just causes a cascade of catastrophes. So... Um, unless you're just avoiding the news, which I feel like I should do, but I just can't help myself. You might be feeling a little more anxious than usual, or maybe you're just an anxious person in general. So while I'm working on my multi-episode pod, um, I just wanted to put something together that might help you through your daily life. Um, if you are starting to feel very anxious, Mary is a licensed therapist, and she works with a lot of people who have PTSD and trauma. And she's going to walk us through a breathing technique that you can practice and learn so it becomes second nature if you do, from time to time or often, suffer from panic attacks. So, here you go. Today I'm going to be talking with Mary. She is a licensed therapist and she's going to walk us through a really handy breathing exercise to help you stop and reduce a panic attack as it's happening. So Mary, why don't you just explain to the listeners what is a panic attack? Okay, so for some of you, you may have experienced one and they're pretty horrific. Um they kind of resemble a heart attack. So right off the bat, I wanna share with you that if you're experiencing chest pain or tightness, um, that's not something we would wanna be differentiating over the phone or during a telehealth conference, we would say, please seek medical attention. Um, but basically a panic attack is a series of escalations within the body uh, because your brain is perceiving a threat. So there's a whole host of symptoms. So one of the most obvious symptoms would be your heart, you would have palpitations in your heart. You would have increased rate of breathing. You would have sometimes sweating. You could become tremulous. 
Um, sometimes have a, people have a sensation of choking, which is not as common. You can also have digestive suspension, which feels like nausea or cramping or expulsion, which is kind of like the kaopectate commercial, um, acid reflux, burpee, farty, diarrhea, poop, vomit. So that can happen. That's a primitive protective response. Um, you can also have chills or tingling or numbness, um, which is common. People can also feel faint or dizzy and actually pass out. So those are kind of, oh, and then with the thinking, something that comes along is usually the, all this catastrophic thinking about, am I going crazy? Am I going to lose my mind? Am I going to die? And it's this whole host of symptoms, again, where your body is increasing your strength and alertness and motivation to protect you from a perceived threat. So the interest would be in dismantling that whole response as quickly as possible because it's worse than useless and it's very, very distressing and scary. So what would, so say I am experiencing, you know, the, the shortness of breath, the heart palpitations, I'm sweating, I'm freaking out. What would be the first thing to do? Okay. So the first thing I want people to become aware of is um, where they notice the sensations in their body first. So let's say hypothetically, the person I'm speaking with says, I notice it first in my chest, which is the most common because our heart and lungs are located there. So as soon as you notice that, that's when I would want you to start this exercise called breathing retraining. Now, this is not an exercise that I developed. This is an exercise that's commonly used for panic. Um, and so the first thing we would want to do is isolate the most important component to dismantle panic, which is the breath. Now, the difference with this exercise called breathing retraining from other exercises is it's interested in slowing down the breathing. A lot of my clients will come to me and they'll say, I've done deep breathing. I've done slow breathing. I've done different yogic breathing and it doesn't work. I still have a panic attack. And the component that they're missing is the slowing down of the exhale. So mm -hmm. again, the first thing to notice is where they notice it in their body and then to start the exercise. So, so if it wasn't in my chest and if it was like saying, like you're saying it was nausea and I say it's my stomach, is it going to be the same type of slow breathing yes. out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when I, okay. when I go All through right. the exercise, um, the reason I differentiate between breathing retraining and other breathing exercises is it's when you start practicing and it, it's going to feel kind of unnatural. Um, and sometimes my clients will yawn. And sometimes my clients will say, as I do this exercise, I even feel a little more anxious. Um, and the reason for that is the humans are the only creatures who perceive their body's natural response to a threat as a threat, which is very annoying. So picture a skunk, right? So when mm -hmm. she's threatened, um, she lets out that stink and she's not freaking out about it. Right. Same thing with a porcupine. When her quills punch out, she's not freaking out. She's so glad her body has that protective barrier. And then again, the same thing with the squid. Right. It's pushing out ink. It's not freaked out about that. So the human is the only creature that perceives, again, its body's natural response to a threat as a threat. So what happens is if you look at the brain like a data processor, it's always interpreting data internally and externally. And we would call a panic attack a data misread. Mm -hmm. So, right. Because it's not like a um, tiger is actually running after you to eat right. you. It's, it's like maybe having to do a presentation. Right. So. Or it could be, you know, the weird thing about anxiety is it's really 
can be free floating. You know, it can be cued or uncued and it, th- these panic responses can come even from a state of calm, which mm. is strange, but it does happen. So, um, because subconsciously you're thinking about something. Well, this data processor up here, your noggin is picked up on some kind of threat, right? So it's always mm. analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. Um, and so again, I, I'm so glad that you brought this topic up because it is a lot more common than people um, realize, especially with this epidemic. You know, people are isolated. We don't have all those outlets we naturally had. Um and people really feel like they're going crazy, you know, when, when they have panic attacks. The other thing is, um, I always encourage people, if you're starting to develop panic, I do the first point of contact would be medical because some medical conditions can exacerbate and generate panic um, that don't have a psychological basis. So that's important to know too, right. you know, things with thyroid, yeah. of course, cardiac related issues, this sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you start having them, yeah, first go to your doctor and rule out any kind of medical condition that may be underlying any of this. But say, you know, you have gotten checked out, you don't have anything, not that you're Mm -hmm. aware of, and you start, you know, getting these symptoms, right? Like, maybe you know what is causing it, maybe you don't, you know, but say I start having one, I start having um, my chest is pounding, Mm -hmm. I'm sweating, Um, I'm starting to like mentally, yeah, panic, like, oh, you know, what am I going to do? What's the first thing I should do? So the first thing you need to do is, of course, acknowledge these sensations in your body and that they're just sensations, right? Do you say something out loud or what do you... So the first step would be to, this sounds so strange and it's, it's very simple. I would encourage people to sit down or lie down. And if you're driving and you start to experience this, I'm saying, please pull off the road somewhere safely and practice this exercise. So once you're somewhere where you're solid, right? I don't want people walking around the park or going up an escalator, this sort of thing. So sit down or lay down or pull over on the road. And then the first thing I want you to do is um, start to breathe normally through your nose during your next natural inhalation. Now that sounds strange um, because What's happening in those moments when we start to develop panic is we're actually taking in more oxygen. Some people stop their breathing, they stifle their breathing, but most of us start to take in a lot of oxygen, right? And then Mm -hmm. what's actually happening physiologically is there is too much oxygen in the blood. Now that's when people start to experience that sensation of lightheaded, tingly, numb, right? But it's so strange because we feel like we're not getting enough oxygen and yet we have too much oxygen. So what we want to do is slow down the breathing. So that's why the first breath is different than most regular breathing exercises is it's just a normal inhale through your nose. It's not a big deep breath because we're trying to slow it down. Picture anxiety or panic. And like, I don't know how many superhero movies have this imagery of a train, right? That's ready it's just full steam ahead and the superhero is flying and they've got their hands pressed against the train and their whole body is shaking and that train would be that anxiety or panic so the sooner we get to that panic and anxiety the sooner we can dismantle it so again the first thing to do is stop yourself physically from moving right if you can sit down lie down and start with just a gentle normal inhale through the nose and i'll just walk you through the exercise now so it'll be a normal inhale through your nose And then it'll be a slower exhale through the nose. 
And as you exhale through the nose, what they found is if you pick one of these two words, either calm or relax, that your brain actually agrees with that. So you would do normal inhale, slow exhale, saying the word calm. And you, no one would hear it, just you. And then at the end of that exhale, you're going to pause to the count of four. Now that can feel like a long time, but again, we're trying to slow down that train. And then you would just repeat that normal inhale through your nose. Are you holding your breath? You are doing the count are, of four. It's essentially, yeah, stopping your breathing. Or you're, you're just, just stopping. Okay, you are yeah. holding your breath. Okay. Um, and then again, you would just repeat that whole process. So I'll just say it. And um, so it'll be a normal inhale through your nose. Slow or exhale through the nose, saying the word calm. Pause one, two, three, four. Normal inhale through nose. Slow exhale, trying the word relax. Pause one, two, three, four. Normal inhale through nose. Slow exhale. Now you pick the word that your mind seemed to like the best as you exhale slowly. Pause one, two, three, four. And then you would just continue that until you really feel like you're back down to planet Earth. Now, the deal with this exercise is it does take practice because it is not normal. Like I said, it's not like a deep, relaxing breath exercise. It's not, you know, inhale three, hold one, exhale three, hold one, which is great for relaxation. Um, but once my clients get this exercise, they tell me that this has been really key for them dismantling that panic. And so instead of the anxiety, like if you picture anxiety kind of as a being like physically pushing that person around a room, you in fact are doing the opposite to the anxiety and being able to emotionally regulate yourself is really powerful. So that essentially is the exercise. That exercise was actually developed from um, a book called Reclaiming Your Life Through Traumatic Experience Workbook. Um, it's a PTSD workbook. It was developed by um, Rothbaum, Foa, and Hembry, and it's through the Oxford University Press. Um, but this is one of the first exercises I teach any of my clients who do have anxiety and panic. So, yeah, and you've had great success. With yeah, that. with my, you know, it's all my clients just doing the homework, you know, and I know I've actually searched around for them when we've been having a telehealth session to see. If it's out there and there's tons of examples, you know, I certainly don't have a lovely voice. Um, so you can listen to the exercise um, as a walkthrough um, or you can just download copies of the exercise for yourself to read. But what I really do want for people is that it just kind of becomes automatic. So when they sense the sensations that are distressing, they're moving right in and doing the exercise. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. And it's it's. Yeah, there's not too many steps. It's just the key is that it's a normal inhale mm -hmm. and the exhalation is a little Correct. longer. And you say one of those two words, calm or mm -hmm. relax, and then you have that four second pause. And then you just come, keep repeating the cycle until you feel calm. Yes. Again. And you'll notice the difference in your body, right? Because your breathing will slow down, your muscles will. Uh, they won't be as tense. You're digestively, there should be some correction there. You won't have that cramping or that compulsion to have to use the restroom um, or those other things we were talking about. So yes, Angie, you're a quick learner. So 
<laughs> I, I love this exercise and any exercises I teach to my clients, I let them know that it's something I practice myself because I, I don't feel like it's beneficial for people just to get information that's been doled out or learned in a textbook. So I find this to be very effective. And it's something that it's going to probably happen for all of us, some degree of anxiety or panic. It's part of being human. Um, so the, uh, yeah, so that's the exercise. Pretty basic. Yeah, no, I think it's really handy. I've, I've done it before in a couple situations and it's, it did, it did really calm everything down to where you can kind of zoom out mm -hmm. and see your situation for what it is and just kind of tell yourself and talk yourself down like it's right. all right. Right. No, okay. panic is seriously You will get through this. It's okay. Right. But just know that you are not losing your mind, which is what people usually think. They think they're losing their mind or they're having a heart attack. But again, you know, if somebody calls the clinic and says, I'm having these experiences, I'm not on the phone trying to figure it out. I'm saying I need you to get to the ER. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. If you're having chest pains, you have to, number one, call the, go to the hospital or, or call somebody um, at the hospital. <laughs> But, um, but apart from that, yeah, it is a really fast and handy and, you know, drug-free way to help you calm your nervous system mm -hmm. down um, to get you back down to yes. earth, like Mary says. And, yeah, something that you can just practice, too. You know, especially if you have just a lot of daily anxiety, <laughs> right. it's probably some, something you, you could practice every day right. and um, get really good at. And then it would become, like she said, with her clients, second nature. And they can just just do that automatically and help themselves. Which is so powerful. Um, you know, like yeah. I'll have clients say I was driving and I, you know, the traffic started to get really heavy and I needed to be somewhere and I started to develop panic. And before I before I knew it, I was doing the breathing or training exercise that is amazing mm -hmm. you know so it does become and yeah. and the goal when you do this exercise if that's something that's continues to happen in your life is to do it several times a day so that when you need it you have mm -hmm. it and when i run through this exercise with mm -hmm. my clients you know that the the suggestion in the the book is to practice it for 10 minutes um, several times a day a lot of people say I, I won't do that i just have too much going on so i would say then uh Practice it a few times a day for a few minutes a day, whatever makes sense for you. An easy way to structure learning a new exercise is mealtime, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and definitely before bedtime. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Cool. Yes. Well, Mary, thank you so much for sharing this technique with everybody okay. and your expertise. And in the show notes, um, Mary's going to give me some links and I will put those up for everybody to check out if they need some guidance in any of these areas. So thanks, Mary. Talk to you later. No problem. Bye. Bye. Bye.